Hello, it's Natalia Lloyd and welcome to my podcast, Beehive Household. As part of my interior design business, my first chat with my clients is a deep dive into their lifestyle and daily routines to be able to understand how they use their homes. And this is where the idea for this podcast came from. So subscribe and listen to find out about the daily routines of my extraordinary guests, their mindset, their choice of interiors, but most importantly, how their life at home sustains their success and much, much more. Today, I have the pleasure speaking to one of the world's top executives, Jan Milfeit. Jan had a remarkable career spanning 22 years at Microsoft Corporation, where he served in various executive positions. His last role with the high-tech giant was as chairman Europe. Now Jan is a global strategist, a coach for executives and Olympic athletes, and the author of the best-selling business book, The Positive Leader. His personal mission is helping individuals, organizations, and countries around the world to unlock their human potential. For that reason, Jan has created a set of unique seminars, Unlock Human Potential and Unlock Your Team's Potential, and coaches individuals and teams on how to uncover their personal strength and find the best in the people. His methodology rooted in positive psychology and is based not only on his own career journey, but also on the collective insights of many top individuals in the world of business, politics, entertainment and sports. Jan's list of achievements is very impressive. He has served on the advisory boards of several different European governments and worked with many prominent S&P 500 companies, Microsoft, Unicredit, Siemens, Bosch, Deloitte, Volvo, amongst others. He is also a well-regarded global speaker and has been interviewed by many leading financial publications and global TV outlets. He has his own talk show called Premier League Thinking, broadcasted on Czech radio stations. On this chat, we are going to do a deep dive into Jan's routines, his mindset advice, his outstanding journey, and how he enjoyed the highs and overcome some darkest lows. I am genuinely very intrigued to be interviewing you and to be able to tell your story from a slightly different angle. So your remarkable career achievements obviously speak for themselves. And I'm curious to find out today how your home life sustains your success. So you were born in the former Czechoslovakia. Yeah. What was your childhood like? Well, you know, we were living uh, in the small village, okay? But uh, I started to play tennis professionally when I was 12 years old, and I needed to commute between the town, you know, and the village, right? And right. Uh, I stayed there till 19 years old. I mean, obviously, I studied like the secondary school uh, there, and then I moved to Prague, and I'm in Prague for 40, well, in Prague. I was traveling all the time in Microsoft. So it was a one hub was Prague. And for sometimes, like for seven years, we were living in, in Munich in Germany. But right. I got a good, I got a good childhood. But the one decisive moment in my childhood was when I was 12 years old. I came to that, you know, tennis club. Okay. And the, the chairman of the club said, You are too fat. You should do sumo. Okay. And I was like, what should I do? It's, you know, very encouraging for 12 years old. And I Whoa. said, no way, said, no way. Nobody, you know, will uh, define my life. It's, you know, my life. And I'll decide. So I decided and I basically, you know, lower significantly my weight. And I started to train very, you know, heavily. For example, every Saturday and Sunday during the winter, I was getting up at four o'clock, going like two kilometers for the train. There was a snow like a hell. You know, that, that's that's kind of the, when the mental toughness was born, you know, right? And I learned so much from tennis. I played professional tennis for 10 years. You know, as in life, you are on your own. In tennis and in life, you are on your own. Somebody can, some coach can you know, help you, some mentor, but you are on your own. That's number one. Number two, you play till the last ball. It's the same in life as much as in tennis, right? The, the other sports... In, if you play football and if you are like winning 12-0, chances are you are not losing probably. In yeah. tennis, you can, you know, right? And last yeah. but not least, you know, the, the time between the balls is as much as important as the time when you play the balls. That's why, you know, recovery in your life 
is as much as important as your activity. And unfortunately, today I coach some of the best athletes, Olympic Games winners, the, the world champs. And in sport, recovery is part of the process. They do sport probably three, four hours a day, and the rest of that is recovery. In right. business, very often, our recovery is taken like a luxury, like a weakness. Okay, if we will rest, you know, it's a weakness. And it's yeah. not true. And unfortunately, while I was very successful in my career in Microsoft, I was four years best performing. We were best performing region, you know, worldwide uh, when the company was biggest at the stock exchange. Unfortunately, I was hit by depression nine years ago and I almost died, you know, right? So I learned very hard time how, yeah. you know, mental recovery is important. I, I, I got a good physical recovery because I sport all the time. But my mental recovery was not there. My brain was still working, you know, a day and night, day and night. My brain was still working. And suddenly, when I was 50 years old, the bubble bursted, you know, right? And that, that was a huge, you know, learning. But on the other hand, you know, I learned so many things about the brain. I learned when, my, when I was on the top of the global economy, how yeah. your brain works, like the champion. Yeah. But when you were totally uh, down, you know, right? So that's, um, yeah, that, that's kind of... Uh, That, that, that's the learning about recovery and activity, yeah. And this is very interesting. And I will dig a little bit deeper into the period of your depression, if I may. But um, sure. back into the time when you were building your resilience and you were a teenager, you know, it's a, it's the the most probably unsettling time in human development. And you right. set your goal. You obviously had an incredible um this willpower to make the change happen what did you know back then about yourself how did you know that you're going to be this great success in your career what did you learn about yourself then uh, look i i didn't set up any goals yet when i was like 14 15 but i always got you know great model roles for me model role when i was playing tennis Jan Kodesh was the first, you know, Wimbledon winner from Czechoslovakia. In yeah. fact, he played in the final against Metreveli, who was from uh, Georgia, from, you know, uh, uh, Soviet Union. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. was a great, another great player. So that was, a, that was a great, you know, Pele in terms of the soccer, in terms of the football. I have mainly like the, my role models, were, you know, athletes, right? And I learned a lot from them. But then, you know, when I was like at the university, I partied a lot, you know, as, as, right. as a student. <laughs> and uh, when all of those changes happened in 19th, when, you know, like there were uh, those, you know, uh, changes, uh, a lot of new books But, were coming from, yeah. uh, you know, United States and uh, UK. Is it after, after the Velvet Revolution? After, after, after the, the Velvet Revolution, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and I I you know was like reading those books and because I knew uh, very well you know English uh, I was able also to buy some you know other books and then then I was you know working with the, the one of the best you know Czech startups at that time and then, then suddenly you know Microsoft came to Central and Eastern Europe and I I joined them in '93 and I stayed there for 22 years so that that's that's the story but to be very fair. I was always rather looking like I was enjoying my life the way as opposed yeah. to the, hey, there is a, I wanted to be in my life, president for Europe, you know, chairman for Europe, nothing. It was not like that. It, it happened, you know, I, I, mm. I, I, it happened because I think I enjoy my life very much. I enjoy really my life. It was the same with, you know, the people I had a great privilege to work with, you know, whether it was like on one side, Bill Gates, he was always telling me like, I love software so much and Microsoft and all like IT. The fact that he became the richest person in the world, it just happened. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. The same with Steve Jobs, you know, right? So this is it. And, and I try also to coach in that, you know, sense, uh, the people who were in my team. I said, you know, the, the one thing is results. The other thing is like performance. You know, you need to perform. You need to like what you do. You need to like the journey, you know, right? And mm. this is this is called in psychology growth mindset. Like every day, be better version of yourself. You know, right? You are still work. You know, in progress, if you will. But have 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 fun, have joy. That so, as long as it's attached exactly. to something that you love doing, and that's the 
um, I guess, the loophole that a lot of people are trapped into by doing or trying to succeed and actually, um, I guess, succeeding to an extent, but never overcoming themselves when they do things that um, is not their true calling. Exactly. I very often coach some people and I need to tell them you are climbing the ladder, you know, very fast. But a letter is facing the wrong uh, wall, basically. They are, they are not doing, they are making a lot of money, uh, mm. accumulating a lot of money, but they don't like what they do, you know. And a success without fulfillment is failure in life, you know. Right? I mean, if you take Maslow Pyramid, if you, if you cover the basic stuff, it's not about the money anymore. Mm. It's about, like, you know, being with the other people. It's about, you know, social, recognition, yeah. self recognition. And on the, on the top of the Maslow Pyramid, it's, you know, basically, uh, you know, self-actualization, you know, right? Mm. Do something you have a calling for in, in yourself. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, these days, the bottom of Maslow Pyramid seems to be Wi-Fi as well. <laughs> a, lot of a lot of jokes going on around that, but you're absolutely right. Yes, the fulfillment that you get from what you do is crucial. And um, interesting fact that I've read about you is that after graduating from university in Prague with a degree in IT, you worked in, a, in the scientific and technical intelligence service. And what I find very intriguing is that you used the cover name Masopost Carnival. <laughs> is that the it case? You, say, you, yeah. rose, you rose up the ranks there, but then left to join the, the Czech software yeah. company that you I, mentioned. Yeah, I spent, uh, yeah, I spent like, Two years before Velvet Revolution, mm -hmm. in the uh, you know science and technology uh, intelligence service, right? And then, as you can imagine, you would need to go through very deep security check. That's what what I did. Then I was promoted, and basically, I joined the economical part of the Ministry of Interior, right? Right. And uh, uh, and then after two years, because there is a there is a history behind it. That you can't tell us. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I, I don't know what I can say. Look, it's like 30 years. Who cares? Anyway, but there is a history because at that time, you may remember that Czechoslovakia was one country. That's right. But at that time, it was clear that it will be split in two parts. Yeah, it's 1993. Okay, Czech and Slovakia. And mm. I was working for the federal ministry. So number one, I got this offer from my, you know, fellow students. They are running this startup because it's even more complicated. The minister at that time was the guy from the Slovakian uh, uh, Academy of Science, and he was a huge fan for the computers. So, and I was like the guy who was, I, I was, you know, there to buy computers and software. And that's how I came to know people like Microsoft, Borland, and all other companies, right? Right, it wasn't in right. The 90s. And yeah. then it was it was clear that the, the, the country will be split it in two. Okay. So mm -hmm. I was not sure, hey, what is my future there if I would still work for the state administration? And yeah. B, I love very much like you know private sector. Then I moved to the to the private sector, basically, right? So yeah, uh, it was a good it was a look, it was a good uh for me, good learning because there are like two different systems, right? During the socialistic era for two years yeah. and during the capitalistic era, yeah. <laughs> you know, right? And for example, I learned, it was good because I learned how the state budget is, you know, uh, uh, how the state budget is built during that time. And right. then I use it basically, I was running in Microsoft after what, 2006, uh, between 2004 and 2006, I was running public sector, so which was like governments and education and stuff like that. I was using that knowledge because I used to work there. You know, I was using that knowledge, what I learned there, uh, you know, on the on the vendor side, right? So it was interesting, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And then I spent, it was the, the software company was called Software 602. Yes. <laughs> that, was a, that was a text editor. And then I met the first, that's funny. I never I never said it, but I'll you know, share it with you. The first offer from Microsoft, I refused, basically. Did it was you? in January 93, absolutely. Because I said, no, I'm going to stay with the Czech company. And then they came again. I met some, you know, some of the Microsoft executives in Cannes on some, you know, uh, on some conference. And then I agree to, you know, join. And yeah, and then the rest is the rest is the history. But I started very low, you know, I started, I was like, my level was, you know, I was having two levels 
above the uh, admin admin assistant. I was like uh, marketing spec, you know. I was promoted almost every year. Uh, wow. You know, I was promoted, you know, right? So it was like, yeah. You are and too I, good. I got always good. My bosses were always good bosses. And if we talk about the coaches and mentors, they were always good to, you know, mentors and coaches to me. Always. So is it, how, how much does it mean to have, um, to have a good boss? Yeah. Because uh, there, are, there are people that have their own insecurities, potentially worried to lose their personal, you know, their jobs. And for that reason, stopping the promotion, stopping the development of their team members. That's not unusual in, in the current world. What is your suggestion here? What is your advice there? Look, if uh, if you go, first of all, my philosophy, as much as your boss is hiring you, you are hiring your boss, okay? There should be reciprocity. So right, imagine right. the interview. Your boss will ask a lot of questions, okay? So be ready for whatever question. Then I suggest, and there is a time, usually your your potential boss would say, hey, do you have any questions? So I would I would ask, okay. Uh, I have some questions. First, I would ask, hey, if, if you were in the tough situations, what was your reaction, how you overcame those situations and so on, right? So you will see whether your boss is really, you know, used to work in very challenging situation because you, you want to have mentality boss, right? That's number one. Number two, I would ask, you know, where are those people now who used to work for you in the past in this organization or in the other organization? And so, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> this is about development. Very and good. Last but not least, last but not least, if I will join, how you know you can develop me because it's about you know career and and and, and this is very important, right? But there is a great book. In fact, I'll show you the book. Friend of mine who is the CEO of Gallup, Jim Clifton, he wrote a book. It's a manager with mm -hmm. with the, the other Gallup, you know, person, uh, Jim Harter. That's the, that's the book. It's a manager. Mm -hmm. As you know, Gallup is basically organization doing a lot of, you know, surveys and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So it, it is based on the fact, basically, they figured out that whatever is the organization, 70% of the success is in the hands of the managers. So managers are key. I mean, employees are, you can have a great employees, but unless you have a great managers, you know, forget to have a great organization, right? That's the outcome of, of the book. And I, I helped to, maybe we were launching it uh, like one and a half year ago in London. Uh, you know, he's a really good friend of mine. And there is a one piece, there's a, on one page, basically, what they figure out, I show you what, what is it, you know, right? They figure out here, you know, what I like, but what is the past that in the past, the past generation was paycheck. Now it's more purpose. And if you talk about like, you know, your, your manager, it's from the boss to the coach. Okay. Mm -hmm, and this mm -hmm. is like, this is their surveys with the young generation. I tell you what, why those people want to, because they want to have instant feedback because they are living on social networks and their social networks are giving them, you know, instant feedback. It, all today, all society is driven by the Moore law, right? Gordon, Gordon Moore was one of the founders in Intel. And he said, basically, that every second year, you will double uh, capacity of transistors on the chip. He said 18 to 24 months to be precise, which means mm -hmm. like doubling computing power every second year, right? So there's a huge, you know, pressure on your brain, but it's instant feedback all the time. So for, for the young generation, it's not enough to have a performance review once a year. You need to coach them almost every every day, like, hey, how, how I was doing and so on. It's a really, it's a, it is a good book and it's like data-driven book. It's based on the reality. It's not any bullshit bingo, you know, right? Jan, That's where so were good. you 10 years ago in my life? <laughs> <laughs> you can, if you will read, read Positive Leader book. That's my first book. There's it's everything. coming, all, it's coming. All wisdom is there. No, I, I have much more wisdom because that book is four years old. We're preparing and other books, but it's a, it is a good book. They, some universities are even teaching positive leadership based on that book. Yeah. Love it, love it. I've absolutely ordered it. It um, should be arriving to some, at some point today on Prime. Looking forward to reading it for sure. So just um, to, to, to go back, and you, you are just the chest of, uh, you know, treasure 
There's uh, every word of yours must be Indeed. just documented and and absolutely listened to and action. The most important is actioned. Um, but I still want to drill a little bit more into you, into you okay, and sure. in, in how how you are. So and because the podcast is all about the home life and the um, right. you know the mindset and routines. Yeah. Um, just to to kind of set this scene, where do you live now, and what's your house is like? Look, we have a uh, we have a uh, two houses in Czech. One at the borders between Czech Republic and Austria. It's kind of a nice big summer house. Nice. <laughs> and Eddie, it's uh, Eddie, uh, you know, uh, by the lake basically. Very nice. And the the house I am now, it's uh, it's in the surroundings of Prague because we were living in Prague when we moved here because there's like national park here, right? Yeah. So it is a yeah, it is a nice house and. I have like fitness here, sauna, everything, right? My working room, you know, so it's, uh, but for me, it's important, you know, we are like 10 minutes out of the center, but I love to live like close to the forest. You know what I mean, right? Like have a nature. Combination. Around me, a lot of, yeah, a lot of, you know, green. Probably I will buy some, you know, apartment in the center of the Prague again, if you are older, you know, to going back and forth, maybe. I will do that. Uh, we have also, you know, apartment in uh, in London. Uh, yeah, because my daughter, she was studying there and she she works there, you know, right. And I have some, mm-hmm. you know, uh, apartment on Tenerife, on Canary and also. But unfortunately oh, now, nice. we can, it's nice. It is nice. It yeah. Is nice. I love it. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is, yeah, I was fortunate enough that I could, you know, afford to, to be like buy, you know, apartment for my daughter and... Uh, have uh, something nice at, at Tenerife because I absolutely love it. There's like 330 Sundays on Tenerife, you know. That's true. That's absolutely true. It's really absolutely beautiful part. island. I just uh, we were living. We were living also in Munich, you know, because Microsoft, like the headquarters, was based in in Munich, you know, right? So Munich is a nice city. I'm there quite often, you know. So I quite like Europe. I was like. You know, offered some job in the U.S. and 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 I said no because I like U.S. I like to go there for one month, you know, two months, mm-hmm. but I like Europe very much, you know. So and yeah. in Europe you can travel; it's everything. It's close. You you go almost everywhere by car, you know. Now, right? You know, you fly obviously, but yeah, yeah. Hopefully, the, the COVID will be gone and we can travel again. You know, I'm quite I'm quite often in London. Oh, are you? Well, next time you're here, I must, I must pencil some sort of a catch-up in the diary, but in your busy sure, diary. Sure. I'm sure I'm not yeah, a part yeah. of the VAP list, but why not? You know, you don't ask, you don't get. Why yeah, not? Sure. Um, and you, you're saying, so who, who do you share your house with? Yeah, so uh, it is, you know, my wife, uh, my grandma, she's 91. And now wow. our daughter. Our daughter, she is here because she can work from home, you know, so she's here, but she's returning probably a week or two weeks from now back because in UK, everything is getting you know, normal. So she is a lawyer. She'll be, you know, back in, in London. Uh, yeah. not, not that many people, you know. <laughs> so. Yes, yes, absolutely. Gosh. Um, so you were also saying that only people who know themselves really well repeatedly make it to the top. When do you think... You really got to know yourself. You know, to be honest, when I was depressed, then I recovered. Because then I understood that I'm a really strong person. And I understood what I need to do to start to love me. Because I didn't, I mean, I I was like, the, the fact that I end up in the mental hospital was because I was still running, 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 running. Not enough, you know, rest. Yeah. Uh, and then I then I came to some, you know, coach, quote, quote, and he said, he listened to me for one hour and he said, you know, what is the problem? You don't like who you are. You don't like yourself. I was like, what a fuck. Pretty cool with myself, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. But yeah. then I started to think about it and he was absolutely right. And since right. then, because I was, I tried to be, because I'm maximizer. And this is nothing bad, but if you, if you are maximizer, you are very demanding on yourself. You are very demanding on the other people, right? That's the maximizer. Right. right. Uh, but I was like, I, I try to be perfect every day. And I really switched like 10 years ago to be like every day, better version of me, you know, to have this growth mindset. Okay. So, so you are perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectionist, but you compete absolutely. with I yourself. Was. 
I, but I was not that, you know, like hard perfectionist, but I was perfectionist, definitely. And then obviously I was a tennis player. And then, you know, in Microsoft, somebody, people were saying, you know, second place, first loser. You see, that was the culture, you know, right? So, and if you are like that, but my depression is nothing to do with Microsoft. That was me because I didn't have enough mental rest because I was still like running, running, running. You know, yeah. Microsoft was Microsoft was great. I mean, Microsoft helped me a lot. In fact, my former boss, Jean-Philippe Courtois, he wrote a letter by hand when I was in the mental hospital. And somebody what was the letter saying? Me, uh, the letter said, hey, you are a great leader and, you know, all Microsoft is with you. You will recover. Don't worry. Don't think about your job. Think about, you know, uh, recovery and you will, you know, make it. And I and Jean-Philippe was like a year ago. He was was the 35th anniversary of Jean-Philippe in Microsoft. He's the president of Microsoft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And I, I basically published that letter, you know. Oh, did he sent you? Me, he sent me nine cool. years ago. So because he's so nice, you know. Yeah. So this is that's it. So that helped me. That helped me a lot. Yeah, that's. That shows something about the leadership. That's a real, real leadership. Because he, he finished the meeting with the CEO, and I don't know whether it was Balmer or even Bill Gates. And yeah. he, he said like two o'clock in the morning, and he wrote me a letter by hand, you know. So wow, it shows, wow. It shows something. So uh, did, did that letter help? I mean, you obviously were in quite dark times. It and helped wanted... me, Natalie, it helped me after. When right. I was depressed, when I got a letter, I didn't have a you know appetite right. to even read it, whatever. I was really in the real bad, bad shit. When I was like yeah. recovering, I was like sitting in, in front of, well, tell you what, when they released me for home, it was like step by step getting better, right? And like after one week, I was able after six months to open my computer. And I was like, fuck, 7,000 unanswered emails. And I started to work on that. And it was like oh majority gosh. of those emails were like wishing me all the best. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was crying almost for each and every email I was crying. I reply all emails. <laughs> was not all. I would say like two thirds were like wishing me all the best. And one was still some old, you know, email. And that helped me a lot. It was like for two weeks doing that yeah. procedure, probably for two hours. And then obviously that letter helped me a lot, like on the, on the recovery. It was like fast. It was yeah. amazing. I was like, after six, I was in the mental hospital recovering step by step, but nobody really believed that I would, would you know, return back to Microsoft. Really? After okay. Six, after six weeks, I was already at the podium in Warsaw speaking there and everything was fine and all that. So rec recovery was uh, at the beginning slow, but then it was like rocketing, you know. How long did you spend in the hospital? Three months in the hospital, three months at home. Because wow. the problem was that I, I spent three months at home looking into the ceiling, not taking in an antidepressants or whatever. And it, yeah, I lost like 30 kilos. And I was, really, I was I was like 85 years old, you know, it was really bad. Oh, my gosh. Well, what, what was your, um, so obviously your wife had to be your support um, oh. through it. What was your home life is like? She, going no, she is, she is very strong. In fact, I think what helped a lot, she was always visiting me every day in the hospital. And she was not talking, hey, we are in the middle of whatever. She was talking about, we will go for, you know, vacation with some friends. And she was talking like normally. And while I, I didn't believe that it's ever, you know, happened, yeah. my subconsciousness, your, you know, like long-term memory, it, yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. was there. And once, you know, the antidepressant started to work and some, you know, serotonin was released, I, you know, was able to recover. So there was a lot of, you know, good stuff happening on the on my subconsciousness level you know right but it was tough and you know i'm nobody's guilty i'm guilty like you know i i that that's me and you know my my life basically because i thought hey i don't need to if i will sleep a bit you know and i will recover physically i don't need to have a mental recovery and it's true yeah and, and you was... no, yeah go ahead no it's, it's um you you were also saying that um a lot of people around you were saying not to be talking about it publicly, apart from your actual doctor, who kind of thought that yeah. it's going to help the uh, um, Czech psychiatry um, a lot. Um, but what? So what made you um, come out? Which is which is fantastic. I think there's a lot of um, stigma around mental health, and you chose to break it, and it's absolutely admirable. But was it tough for you? Was this, or was it a decision? that you knew you want to talk about it? 
look, it, it was a, it was a tough. On the other hand, you know, I, yeah, a lot of people try to influence me. Hey, you know, you should not talk about it. Not from Microsoft, not at all. Microsoft was like I was very public inside of the company, but some other people, not not my family. But then, you know, uh, my professor Cyril Heschel, who who had it, it was funny because my doctor, when I was a president for Europe, my doctor is a who is a good friend of mine, Cyril Heschel was a president of European Association of Psychiatry. Okay. You know, right. So right. One president was treating the other president. <laughs> that was funny. But when <laughs> I recovered, I said, well, you know, Cyril, what can I do? Right. I said, well, it would be good if you can share your, because you are a well-known person, if you can mm -hmm. share. And he created it, like two other people, some, you know, singer and some politician. And we are like ambassadors for the destigmatization of the you know mental uh, mental mental illness right yeah and then then what you know I'm, I'm always like making fun out of me because when i'm finishing i'm always saying hey you know rational people are usually right but only crazy people crazy people are changing the world you know right and i'm yes <laughs> yes know? yeah i find that if you show vulnerability it's in fact great as a manager or as a human being you know, if you show vulnerability, if, if you admit your own mistakes, which I learned really like, you know, uh, almost 30 years ago when I when I read book, in fact, you asked some, you know, question about the book. So it yeah. was a book which I really love. It's called like underline seven habits of the most effective people where Stephen Covey mm -hmm. later on, he yeah. was teaching us in Microsoft. He basically wrote not only like the, you know, cookery book, how to do time management, but how to work with your purpose, with your values, you know, right, and stuff like that. And that book, you know, helped me, helped me a lot, you know, like to admit my own mistakes. Because if you, if you look, if you try to push back, even like in front of yourself, if you are, no, 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 I didn't make any, you are not moving fast enough. If you are like, right. what do you need to do? Like if my athletes, I have, for example, this evening, I have one lady, she's now, rank one in in fencing uh, in, in the category juniors up to the 20 years old and she's she's scared to death everybody's expecting there's a world championship in egypt egypt and she is expecting to win and she's scared to death because everybody's expecting right and and i'm what i'm telling what i'm telling those athletes like whatever is happening in the past you need to accept it because it's it's the past you need to learn from it. That's the best thing you can do for your brain and for your future. And you need to forgive yourself, you know, because you are a human being. And that's the way how you can, you know, move on, right? That That's yeah. the growth mindset, basically. Just wanted to talk about the routines as well. And when it comes uh -huh. to your sports, um, now, well, now and, and before, so you have a very impressive list of disciplines that you are committed to. You, you are running, you um, do weight training, you do the high intensity Tabata training and you devote two hours a day to your exercises, which is super inspiring. Have you got <laughs> more time to exercise now than when you were working for Microsoft and those high demanding pressured environment? Look, when I was working for Microsoft, I was for sure uh, every morning, like getting up and having that one hour. And what I was usually doing, if possible, you know, during my, like I was finishing like five o'clock, and they usually have like one and a half, two hours, you know, uh, window of, you know, rest, if you will, before like dinner and after dinner, you know, some meeting or whatever, right? So I was swimming during that afternoon part or okay. I, I went to the fitness because I was traveling all the time. So I have a, I have a bit more time now, uh, but if I do like, if I do speeches and seminars, it's quite intensive, you know, right? Yeah. I'm teaching my own courses, then I'm co teaching the courses with like one Olympic game winner, you know, uh, with David Svoboda, that was my first, you know, uh, athlete. Another one, it was a former captain of the Czech basketball team on the on the teams, you know, and with, with Katarina, we are teaching the unlocking children potential, right? That's right. So there's many courses. And then I, I teach like at INSEAD, I have some, you know, lesson from time to time at Imperial College. I go to the U.S. once, twice a year, mm. you know, at, at places like Harvard and, and MIT and Stanford. So uh, it, it's a lot, you know, but, uh, but you know, I, I'm like on my own and I'm like deciding what I will do and what I will not do, you know, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. for example, on Clubhouse, I try to do like two sessions on my own, one in Czech, one in English a day in average. 
But then I'm taking part on other sessions because you learn, you contribute, you learn, and then you see that sense of the community, which I really like. I mean, since I joined that international community like one month ago, right? Uh, my mood improved. I mean, I was in a good mood, but now I'm really in like it. It's remind me time when I was in Microsoft. This internet, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, this international yeah. community. I love it absolutely. I love that's, it. You know? That's true, and in many ways, you're leading that community through the power of the clubhouse. And absolutely, it's, a, it, it's absolutely. like a team. Um, yeah, a team is, just just a virtual a team. Hundred percent, yeah. and um, the value that you bring. In the rooms that you are in, you. I think I think people are learning a huge amount, and they should. And as I said before, it's not just about learning; it's also about actioning, putting it to practice. Right. Because the good advice um, the, these days is it's kind of scarce. There's a lot of advice. There's a lot of advice. Everyone seems to be an expert of some kind, and um, and a coach. But when it's when, when you have a good one, you know, when you have someone whose words should really be counted, like yourself. It, it it nearly it, you really need to um, kind of like take the advice, take time to absorb it, and actually put it into practice. I think that's what's important um, because as a not not to get overwhelmed. That's no, yeah, absolutely. Because look, uh, as as always, you know, I, I'm like giving some Chinese menu, like with my athletes. I, I have like two. I have now two hundred techniques how to improve your mental toughness. So I'm giving yeah. them. Not not at the same time, obviously, step by step. And yes. they are taking what is good for them because somebody is more, you know, introvert guy, somebody is more, you know, extrovert. So you need to take uh, in account all of those, you know, small details if you if you coach people. How interesting. And, and you, you mentioned um, your book, The Positive Leader, on how energy and happiness fuel top performing teams. And we, we kind of talked about the your sports. You have, you have really Russian roots because you are really prepared. Like <laughs> we are going through, you know. That's this is great. it. <laughs> That's great. You know, I love it <laughs> because I feel like I can talk to you like for the for the for the rest of the day. But I also want to get all my questions. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Like okay, wrapping this up. Let's let me do this no question. <laughs> So your so your book your book the the, the positive leader say so on how yeah. energy and happiness fuel top performing teams and we talked about sports to kind of boost your energy and stamina now happiness what is happiness for you well for me you know happiness oh, let's try from the different angle a lot of people think that happiness it's one point like when I will make you know. I will, 1 million US or 1 million you know pounds I'll be happy not right. true happiness is the way happiness is not you know one number or one target or one olympic games you know win or whatever happiness is your you know uh, emotional connection to what you do happiness is the progress every every day that's why I love a book from Tal Ben-Shahar Tal was teaching you know uh, positive psychology on Harvard and the book is not called happiness, but happy year, that you are every day happy year. That's yes. like, you know, act of gratitude, three things, four things, which was going very well. You, you basically realizing the progress in your life every evening, every morning, you know, right? And mm -hmm. nice, you know, piece of dopamine is release, which is like reward hormone. So you feel good, but dopamine is keeping you, you know, going, right? That's, that's for me is happiness to really like, you know, what, what to do. And I think the happiest people are those who can make happy other people through something they love, you know, right? Like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, uh, you know, uh, the uh, Gandhi and other, other, other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And do, do you practice gratitude? Oh, I do. I do. It, it's, uh, but it's like my own version. I tell you why. I do like three things which were going very well. And one or two things I learn, and basically I, I try to reimagine how it uh, next time how I will do it, you know, differently, so I'll not make those mistakes. I really try to also learn from my mistakes. That's what I realize because once, for example, if you are, you know, losing or you're making some mistakes and you are keeping it in your long-term memory, that's not good, right? Okay. You, you need to do, you need to reimagine, you know, that, right? So it is, it is basically, you know, you. What, what what you need to do, you need to accept it, learn from it, and move on. You know, right? 
right uh, and and that's you know because look in general what do you need to do you need to reimagine what was good in that day you know mm-hmm. right uh-huh. you need to that's you reimagine you need to repair what was what was not good so you need to reframe it and you need to imagine what you wanted to achieve next day or the days you know to come right because yeah. you have like you have your for the success you have three things your memory present moment and imagination for the future, for the future memory yeah. is memory so whatever is good you keep it there whatever is not good you need to reimagine it how how do you know repair the past because unless you you are able to cope with some mistakes or with some trauma you still have this this you know negative what they call negative emotional surrounding if you know you are able to cope with it the, that experience is still sitting there but there is no more emotions around it right, right. it's called you know uh, post traumatic growth if you are able to recover or mm-hmm. if you are not it's called post traumatic stress disorder you know right if you if you still because whenever you whenever you think about your past you know mistake you will be stressed again and again and again that's why you need to cope basically with 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 with, with what, what's happening and the best is to cope with it immediately right right so for um if if we would take an average modern day busy um manager at which point how how would you put that type of thinking where do you take your time during the day um to to do uh, all of that mindfulness there are there are two moments when your brain is going to alpha which is 8 to 12 hertz which is like you learn you know yeah. as you are like it's like for a meditation when yeah, you yeah. basically wake up and when you are falling to sleep those are the best moments to do right. it you know right, right. whenever if you are able like i'm able now to you know meditate i really learn a lot or do like yoga nidra so to really put my brain you know i i i would be if we finish here and i would lay down here in two minutes i'm in alpha you know right yeah, and i yeah. is this aura ring i measure like my heartbeat and everything but it's training it was a lot of training it was not like that those yeah. are best moments just before the bed and when you are like uh, waking up waking up yeah yeah no i i um, i understand what you're talking about i've been practicing um meditation for over a year and now it's so much easier compared to when you started and that meditative also alpha state becomes so much more yeah. naturally than um when you started it's just to just to persevere just to keep practicing and it will all come and it's absolutely fine that if you if you have some you know thoughts it's absolutely fine you just you know leave it and the thoughts will be gone you know right and i i'm I'm like following my breath. Breath is really that's where I probably improved last two years the most, you know, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I still. Uh, so, how did you make the transition from perfectionist to normality? Because I'm very much a perfectionist, and I, I you used still, to. I, still, I, I do explain what is happening in your brain, right? Uh, I'm still like maximizing, which means I wanted to do things, you know, the best. But in my, you know, brain, I switch it in order to do the best job. I need to be every day better version of me. Okay, so I'm yeah. like still yeah, making yeah. the progress, but it's not, you know, if you are perfectionist and your amygdala is playing the stupid game with you, cortisol is released and you are stressed and you cannot sleep. That's right. If you, if you are like, you know, in the growth mindset, if you are in in the in the mode of excellence, like be the better version of yourself every day, dopamine is released and you feel good, you know, right? Because you and you you feel even you you can foolish your brain because even if you do some fuck up and you learn from that and you will you will say, okay, fine. I mean, I learn, I learn, I risk, you know, it didn't work, fine, let's move on, you know, right? There will yeah. be still dopamine release. I see, I see. Superb advice, absolutely. And uh, you, you mentioned your seminars that you've created to right. unlock human potential, unlock your team's potential, and unlock your child's potential. Right. Um, which, which also, the, 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 I mean, all of them are tremendously important, but the one with the children, I'm personally super excited about. And this is um, the guide um, on how to be more self-aware and find that perf- personal uniqueness as a child so how can the listeners take part or subscribe to those 
Yeah, uh, well, we, you know, what we do, we do like webinars and we do also, if there is a, you know, group in London, we are teaching it in, in London, you know, we can yeah. do it in London, right? That's in, that's in is the there a group in London? It's on, it's on the, on the web, but, but tell, <laughs> let me tell you what is this seminar. It's quite unique seminar. You know, I think nobody else is, you know, teaching it as us, you know, right? We, there are kids seven to 14 years old, and we have another seminar for the older uh, kids, you know, right, for the students. And we basically, in the morning, we explain them what is self-awareness, what is talent, you know, what is flow, how to work in the flow. There's a lot of, like, you know, playing and different games and stuff like that. And then they are doing, you know, a test, what are the natural talents. And we are like coaching kids how to use those talents in the school, in you know after school activities or uh, during the sport. And I'm I'm coaching Katka is you know coaching kids. I'm coaching parents. After one hour, we are putting them together so they are you know all together. And we are coaching each and every child like, hey, those are your talents, and tell me what you would like to do. A couple of jobs, and I will explain them you know how they can use who they are in order you know to do what they want to do. And it's I mean. We've got in four years six and a half thousand kids and over seven thousand parents. You know, right? It, it yeah. is nobody. Nobody. I. I. I didn't. You know, find any other course like that. You know, right? Well, my my older one is um, going to be six, so it's two years. If there's a waiting list, I'm better get on it. Okay. <laughs> so then, two years time to be ready. <laughs> Do they speak Russian and English, or how is it? They, they do, so okay, six-year-old Russian is better. The three-year-old is still a bit stubborn. She she just says, I don't speak Paruski. <laughs> <laughs> she understands everything, yes, but she just... You know, it's a, it, there's, a, there's a great window of opportunity when they can, you know, learn, you know, that's absolutely those kids. Um, so I wanted to also ask in, in terms of um, your coaching for the adults so for those that want to right. unleash their own human potential how is that different what do you do in those programs yeah what we what we do it's pretty much uh, the same but we do it for the adults what happened in fact i started first to teach adults and katka was supporting me with the marketing and so on you know there's a, there's a company called recruitment academy when I'm non-executive chairman, I'm doing it. It's in the center of the park. I'm doing all courses there. Yeah. And she was working there and we rewrote it for the, for the kids. So it would be pretty much similar, you know. Right? In the morning, we explain everything around self-awareness, you know, relationship with the other people, where you are the same, where you are different, like how the teams are formed. And then uh, we are using Gallup Strengths Finder, you know, right? So everybody's <laughs> doing the test. And in the afternoon, we are working on the specific, you know, strengths and how to deploy them in the specific jobs. Kind of, this is who you are. This is your job. This is your job description. Let's yeah. talk about how we can, you know, use how you can use who you are to have a great results. And then, uh, if if there is a one team, usually I try, you know, to put the all information together to show that there's like team picture, how, where they are the same, where they, they are, you know, overlapping, where they are, you know, different. Really, like there's a spreadsheet and you can figure out, you know, like strengths and weaknesses of the overall, you know, team, right? So that's another one. Amazing. Amazing. It's kind of like a side thought question because um, we talked briefly about your wife as well and how um, her strengths help you overcome your um, right. difficult times. Um, how do you coach her as well in some sort of a sense with knowing what you know <laughs> or she coaches you? <laughs> She is my mental coach, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we are together for a very, very long time. You know, we know each other since like four years. It will be four years now. And we are married, what, six years, you know, less, which will be 34 years married. Wow. Each other. So, uh, yeah, I think she's coaching me. <laughs> she's coaching you. Okay. So, the, the one like who we... things around the household, you know, what, where to clean everything and <laughs> cut the grass, which I don't do anyway. So, <laughs> who, who wears the trousers in your household? <laughs> <laughs> it's clear. It's clear. No, my, yeah, so, no, my wife, she's a doctor of the biology and uh, she's not working for many years already. You know, yeah. She was traveling with me. We were, you know, living abroad, and so she's like, uh, she's your she's, core. 
yeah she, support. she's like she's a she's a general manager of the of the house and everything else you know? love it love it brilliant so to come coming to my blitz questions um sure. for, for to round up the the interview Yeah. Um your and and you mentioned it, this before but just as a separate um separate thing top book recommendation that changed your mindset. And that would be Seven Habits of the Most Effective People from Stephen Covey because that book it's not only for the like how to set up your time management in the right way but also how to find your purpose how to live your own values how to find your own values and those seven principles are you know really important i will not talk about all of them but basically showing you you know that you are if you are born you are dependent on your parents then you are like getting you know independent right like yeah. i'm independent of the others but in the future the thing is that we should be interdependent we should work together there should be synergy you know and this is pretty That's much like my, my own philosophy so yeah that would be that that book i think uh and i read that book when i joined microsoft i remember it was in uh, august 93 i read that book for the first time it's right. almost you know uh yeah that book changed my life absolutely right wow okay this question is interesting i'm very interested how you're going to answer it as well household tasks that you'd like to outsource do you know of it <laughs> as we are in beehive household podcast vacuum the one thing i do at home it's vacuum cleaning vacuum cleaning and i would like to outsource it but i think artificial <laughs> you don't know I mean but you know our, you know my wife because she she's like you she's a doctor of biology but she basically created all the architecture and everything in the house right yeah so nothing is like straight everything is you know so it <laughs> doesn't work there it should be really artificial intelligence you know to <laughs> all vacuum cleaning that would i would definitely outsource that piece <laughs> <laughs> got it i like your wife already your favorite meal of the day and why yeah yeah uh, i think it's a breakfast yeah yeah Is it the most important? I have usually like nuts, you know, blueberries, you know, blackberries, some strawberries, stuff like that and some, you know, yogurt. Yeah, that's what I that's what I do in the morning. Is a uh, is nutrition part of your, you know, the whole good leader package is is nutritional um aspect of the diets of of the people, you know, within your training programs? Do you talk about well, nutrition as well at all? Or importance a bit, of it? A bit, a, bit, a, bit. a bit about, you know, we talk about sugar, good and bad, obviously as a, you know, former athlete, I know what is it. And especially I talk and then obviously like the balanced diet and I talk about the water because a lot of people forgetting to drink enough water, you know, right? And it's yeah. like half liter if you are like, you know, if you have like 70 kilos like the man 70 75 kilos and you drink you know one liter of water it's not enough and it, because if you see respiration a lot of you know water is getting out of you yeah yeah <laughs> speaking of water <laughs> what's a break i have this is isostar you know because i was doing some sport. <laughs> how are you is, <laughs> you were excellent super cool so top choice for a famous house guest and it can be a current or historic figure buddha oh what conversation be like i have many of buddhas even in this you know room right i love yeah. I me mean, not i'm not buddhist i'm not you know uh, religious in that sense but buddha was psychologist first of all he was psychologist right and what i love you know he was basically saying that uh you know he wants to get get rid of the suffering but not from the from the world but from himself and that's yeah. there's a lot of things i have a little book about you know buddha what he really meant it's like from some italian psychologist you know right and it's it's mind blowing what he could figure out two and a half thousand years ago whatever buddha was saying when i was in the school i learned that your brain is influencing your mind like your yeah. thinking okay yeah but is the other way around that's what we thanks to the you know computing power thanks to neuroscience that what we figure out that but that that's what buddha was saying two and a half thousand years ago 
that wow. you know your thinking is basically influencing the neuroplasticity. He was not talking about the neuroplasticity, but he was talking about the fact that your thinking is influencing your brain, which is true. We just found out after two and a half thousand years. Thanks yeah. to the computer. Yeah. The yeah, and and I I like the I love I have fascination with neuroscience. I don't oh. know much about it in depth, but I've had um, I had a great you neuroscientist. You should watch Andrew Huberman. That's the great guy. Andrew it's Huberman. Like a new video on YouTube. Right, right. Andrew I'll be on it. Huberman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will watch it. Absolutely, I love it. It's um, I I need I I need and I love the scientific explanation behind you know meditative state, what it Absolutely. does to the brain, yeah. what it does to conscious, subconscious, the mind, how it affects one. I I just love it, and I will absolutely be watching it. Thank you. Um, so Buddha, yes, uh, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall to listen to conversations of you and Buddha. <laughs> Your dream house and location, ah, anywhere in the world. <laughs> anyway, I, I obviously love you know Tenerife. That's one place. Is it? Uh, Are you looking to buy property elsewhere that you would like to? My wife, my wife, she would buy. <laughs> <laughs> I know some, you know, some some Italian lakes. I may still buy something by some Italian lakes, you know. Really? Mm. Lake Como? Lake Como would be probably choice number one, you know. The, I, I tell you why. I still, like, I'm a bit hesitant. Because on Tenerife, you have the same weather all the, all the year. You can go there whenever you want, you know. Yeah. January, you know, summer, whatever. Still the same. Uh, Lake Como is great, but still five months, there is kind of winter, you know, there, right? So, so yeah. I, I, I wonder. but maybe it is like my wife, if I would go down and said, Hey, we are buying, oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Thanks will... for COVID. I didn't like before COVID, I was hearing it every week. She was like, All magazines, you know, and like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Because all paperwork and all everything is like, she's like doing only the nice work, right? But all the shitty stuff, you know, <laughs> is on you. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you you sound like you love the sun. That's probably why you're I, not hanging I, out. I take I take uh, not I take energy from sun, sea, and mountains. Those are three things I really feel strong. You know. Right. Well, that's that's probably why you're not hanging out in London much. <laughs> no, I I'm in London often, you know. Because Are you? I, yeah, I studied, uh, you know, for one year. There's a, it's called Mail Campbell. It's very close to. I'm the fellow uh, at the uh, coaching institute at Harvard and McLean, and they yes. basically I got like five years ago the formal, you know, certification from Mail Campbell. But this is a great network of like executives, you know, and. Uh, we we're still getting together. So I'm there quite often, you know. And I, I do some business. I have some startups I coach in, in London now, obviously, by through online only. But uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, fantastic. Jan, um, um believe it or not, we've gone through my questions, <laughs> the regimental <laughs> questions. And uh, it's um um Jan, thank you so much for your time. I thank honestly you honored for you to be taking this time to be talking to me to my listeners through this uh, the means of the podcast and uh, it's it's been incredible I've, i'm fired up i'm super energized and definitely the mood is up the, the sun is out today is very actually very, today is an exceptional day today is is like 22 degrees in london which is no, the same here the same in same. prague 21, 21 around the noon was absolutely okay. This That's is phenomenal. So just, just okay. please, please, can you can you conclude with a call to action for the listeners from you? Okay, call to call to action. Okay, successful and happy people got the three things in common. They understand who they are. They understand what they want from their life, and they decide. You know based on uh, you know what is their decision, they can decide how to use who they are in order to achieve what they want okay so how you can figure out who you are try to do StrengthsFinder test from Gallup. strengthsfinder.com that's point number one point number yep. two if you if you want to understand you know what is your purpose 
you may want to buy positive leader book because there's a good great cookery book and Take. it's also point number three like decision making is you know there so there are a couple of you know recommendations yeah fabulous thank you so much Jan no problem all the best enjoy the sun Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beehive Household Podcast. Please don't forget to like, leave your review and share with your friends and family. For more information on the design services we offer, visit our website www.natalialloydinteriors.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook under Natalia Lloyd Interiors as well as LinkedIn. Bye now till the next episode. Look after yourselves and your loved ones.